This is the recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Friday, January 26, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. As COVID-19 surged through the holiday season, so did other viruses, such as influenza and RSV. Tri-States Public Radio's Eleanor Lindenmeyer tells us how that is impacting health care resources in the Galesburg area. Respiratory illnesses always spread at higher levels during the winter. But medical professionals say the public has been so focused on the spread of COVID-19 the past few years, prevention of other viruses has fallen by the wayside. Sarah Overton is Chief Nursing Officer for OSF Healthcare. She says many people are still testing and isolating when they contract COVID. But if that test comes back negative, they continue to go out and about even if they have symptoms for another virus. Some of us probably weren't doing our due diligence to just make sure that they are taking all the precautions to stay home, um, isolate if they can, and uh, avoid those elderly or young populations that are pretty vulnerable to this illness. Overton says flu activity has surged to pre-pandemic levels, and OSF St. Mary Medical Center in Galesburg is seeing an increase in RSV cases, especially in children. Combine that with the added factor of COVID-19, and Overton says hospitals are feeling the strain. I would say we are strained. It's definitely coming into a manageable level. But anytime you introduce increased volume, which luckily we usually plan for um, during respiratory illness season, it definitely pulls at the uh, strained resources. Overton says the most strained resource right now is personnel. When a healthcare worker is sick, they are required to stay home for 8 to 10 days because they work with vulnerable populations. That's why she says it's so important for those with milder sicknesses to stay home and avoid exposing more people, including healthcare workers. Overton recommends patients with cold-like symptoms such as sinus congestion, coughs, and headaches take advantage of telehealth resources. But there are some cases where you should seek in-person medical treatment. Definitely need to come and see us if you've got shortness of breath, high fevers that are uncontrolled, cannot catch your breath due to the cough. Those are some really important signs. This most recent surge has sent greater numbers of vulnerable populations to the hospital. But Overton says the situation seems to be improving in recent weeks. Hospitalizations for COVID-19, the flu, and RSV are trending down across the state. The best way to slow the spread is to wash your hands and stay home when you're sick. Overton also recommends receiving all vaccines you're eligible for. I'm Eleanor Lindenmeyer. A bill that would allow Iowans to monitor their family members in nursing homes through a video live stream is advancing in the Iowa House. The bill would require a nursing home resident or their representative to pay for the video system, and they'd have to get permission from any roommates. The new owners of the shuttered hospital in Keokuk are needing more time than they anticipated to reopen. Tri-State's Public Radio's Will Buss has our story. Flint, Michigan-based healthcare provider Insight signed a letter of intent last January to purchase the hospital property. A year later, the company is still working toward reopening the hospital. Keokuk Mayor Kathy Mahoney says Insight has not set any timeline as to how soon they could open. She says the hospital's reopening also hinges on the Iowa State Legislature, which is still determining rules for it to operate under a rural emergency hospital designation. 
We're still, you know, kind of just plugging along, waiting for the legislation to get all through for them to decide what all the rules and regulations are going to be for the rural emergency hospital. The mayor says she is hopeful the hospital will reopen later this year. Former owner Blessing Health purchased the 49-bed hospital at 1600 Morgan Street in March 2021 and then suddenly closed it in October 2022. Blessing also recently announced it will close its healthcare clinic in Keokuk this spring after opening it three years ago. I'm Will Buss. An Iowa Court of Appeals judge has upheld a lower court's decision in favor of newspaper chain Lee Enterprises. Former Devonport City Administrator Craig Malin alleged the newspaper libeled him in articles published in 2014 and 2015, which limited his employment opportunities. While that case was working its way through court, a 2019 editorial was published by the chain referencing Malin's backroom wheeling and dealing and saying the lawsuit threatened to chill aggressive journalism. Malin called for the court to issue a summary judgment. The district court obliged but ruled against him, finding no merits to his claim of defamation. Lee Enterprises is one of the largest newspaper operators in Iowa. It owns the Quad City Times, the Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier, and the Sioux City Journal. For our Women's Voices series, commentator Miranda Lambert explains why public transportation is a vital service for rural America. Even though I was a passenger on a Go West bus while in grad school, my first real experience with public transportation in our area was while I was overseeing the Genesis Garden Mobile Food Pantry. During the pandemic, Genesis Garden partnered with our local public transportation system to deliver food to families in need. I helped load thousands of pounds of groceries onto transit vehicles that traveled across the county. The following year, when the transit director position for the city of Macomb became vacant, a friend of mine at City Hall persuaded me to apply for the position. Now in that position, I'm here to shine light on the transportation services provided to our residents and its importance in fostering community and economic development. Public transportation has long been hailed as a cornerstone of urban mobility by connecting people, reducing traffic congestion, and promoting environmental sustainability. However, its significance extends far beyond the city limits, reaching into the heart of rural America. Beyond merely linking destinations, rural public transportation serves as a building block for economic growth, providing essential access to education, employment, health care, and community services. To address transportation needs, our transportation department offers two types of services, Go West and Demand Response. Go West is a fare-free, fixed-route system that offers routes that serve both the city and WIU student population. Demand Response is a door-to-door service offering trips throughout McDonough County. By offering accessible and affordable transportation options through the assistance of grants and local match agreements, We have the opportunity to enhance social inclusion by ensuring all members of our community, regardless of socioeconomic status or physical ability, can access essential services. For students in rural communities, public transportation can be the key to unlocking educational opportunities. As home to Western Illinois University, Go West serves as a convenient and sustainable way for students to commute between the university and surrounding areas. These routes not only take students to classes, but also open up opportunities for social connection and employment. 
Job seekers in our community rely on public transportation to commute to employment, which in turn fosters economic growth by connecting the workforce to job opportunities that may otherwise be unreachable. According to the American Public Transportation Association, public transportation offers a 5 to 1 economic return as a result of both the short-term stimulus impact and a longer-term cumulative impact on economic productivity. As we face a demographic shift of an aging population, public transportation becomes crucial in ensuring that seniors can maintain their independence and access health care services. As individuals age, they may face physical or financial constraints that limit their ability to drive, which can then impact their ability to make it to health care appointments. And with the health care system losing billions of dollars in missed health care appointments a year, it makes public transportation a vital lifeline. A great example of this is our out-of-county non-emergency medical trips, where you can book an appointment for a specific health care specialist that might not be available in town, but in such places as Springfield or even Iowa City for $10 round trip. The importance of public transportation in rural America transcends mere convenience. It is a key to socioeconomic development and community building. Recognizing and investing in rural public transportation is not just a matter of convenience, it is a commitment to ensuring equal opportunities and a thriving future for all residents, regardless of their geographic location. By embracing the value of public transportation, rural America can bridge gaps, connect communities, and pave the way for a more inclusive and sustainable future. So always remember, the City of Macomb Public Transportation Department is here to get you where you're going. Miranda Lambert is Transit Director for the City of Macomb. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Western Illinois University or Tri-State's Public Radio. Diverse viewpoints are welcomed and encouraged. In the weather for our listening area for today, we expect areas of dense fog. Otherwise, it should be cloudy with a high in the upper 30s and northwest winds around 5 miles an hour. For tonight, patchy fog once again. Otherwise, it will be cloudy with a low in the mid-30s and west winds around 5 miles an hour. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.